Hello, good evening. You are listening to Breakdowns of Psy. You're on Loot Air Student Radio, LSAR. You're with DJ Psy. We got an exciting first show for y'all. Today, we'll be discussing the Yuba County Five. I am joined this week by resident metalhead, Casey. What's up? Yeah, your audio's not good. Give me a second. All right, maybe. All right, so how this is going to work is we'll be breaking down cases of true crime, controversy, or conspiracy, and we'll be discussing the theories that are surrounding the case. So today, as I said, we'll be discussing the Yuba County Five. Are you excited for this? I'm excited. I'm very excited. Yeah. This is cool, though. Yeah. Yuba County Five. I love that your mic's not working. It's not working? Maybe. We'll Here, see. Wait, let me. Oh, no, there's a light on this one. Oh, oh okay. there we go. Okay, wait. Is this better? Uh, talk. Hello. All right, we're trying to, sorry, technical difficulties. No, because the light turned off. The lights off now. Yeah. Lights on. We'll fig- we're figuring it out. Okay, talk. Hello. All right. So cool. We did not have a time to test before that because we didn't want to interrupt DJ Sam. So let's get into it. So before we get into the case, we need to discuss the background of the boys that went missing. The important thing to know about these boys, they were actually aged about 24 to 32, but they were locally known in Yuba County as the boys. I mean, rightfully so. They were pretty fucking cool. They were that group of dudes. Yeah, yeah they they, were they the did boys. everything together. They went, like, bowling on the weekends. Like, they were a sick group. I, I joined them. Um, so each of the boys were part of the Gateway Project, which was a local project that helped people with mental handicaps and disabilities. So these were, like, learning disabilities, stuff like that. All of the boys suffered from some sort of mental disability, handicap, or illness. Important to note that um, only three of them were actually diagnosed. I think it was one had schizophrenia, and then two had learning disabilities. Yeah. That sounds about right. So it is important to note that the boys lived with their parents and their families at the time, but they could care for themselves and go out by themselves. Like, they went out bowling, they did basketball. Some of them even held down jobs. So these are smart people. We're not talking, like, it's so... In the case, you, you've probably noticed this, they talk about the boys like they were dumb, which they weren't. The news that released at the time, they, they really, like, emphasized the learning disability side of it. Exactly. Well, it wasn't, it, it didn't do them justice as people. Yeah. yeah, no, so it's really important to note that. So let's get into who the boys were. The so boys. The boys. So we got Jack Hewitt. He was the youngest of the group at age 24 when he went missing. He was completely illiterate and had a speech impediment. This made it difficult for Hewitt to hold a job. However, he did work on his family's farm. I did not know that. You didn't? No. no. Um, and he also like would dirt bike around his family farm on like oh, I the weekend. That. I yeah. Wendigoon's video he talked about. Yeah. That. Important to note, Wendigoon on YouTube did an amazing like 90-minute analysis of it. We only got you for like 75, so we're going to try our best. Um, so even with the difficulties in school, he did not perform well at school, which is understandable. Um, Hewitt was described as a kind, quiet man that it was easy to get along with. He was just a chill dude. So, And then we got Ted Weir. Ted is the oldest of the group at age 32 when he went missing. He was a very friendly person, as people who knew him described him. Unlike Hewitt, Weir was able to hold down a job as a bagger at a local grocery store. Most notable 
about Weir was that he lacked common sense. Like one time he woke up and his house is like on fucking fire. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, he was like, no, I got work in the morning. Like, let me go back to sleep. Spot on kind of guy. He's his my kind of guy. Had to like drag him out of the house. Yeah. I'm pretty sure when that happened. Yeah. Um. And he was afraid of many things like the dark, the woods, and fucking, of course, fire. I mean, you're in a house fire, you're going to be scared of fire. Relatable. I mean, it's really relatable. Um, he was very protective of Hewitt, who was his best friend. They, like, did everything together. Like, yeah. um, And it's important to note that Hewitt and Weir are the only ones in the group that were diagnosed with a learning disability. And then there's the other one with and then the, schizophrenia. Yeah, and we'll get into Gary later, but... It is just, they were the only two that had a learning disability. And then there's Jack Madruga. He was 30 years old and was the only one, well, wasn't the only one. He was one of the two that had a driving license, and he was the one to own the Mercury Montego that the boys were last seen in. And he loved this car. Like, he took care of it. He did all the mechanical work on it. Um, So he was a truck driver for the military, after he got out of high school and after leaving the military, he was able to hold down many long-term jobs in Yuba County. Um, he was never formally diagnosed with a disability. He was just, he just like had a shy personality and didn't do well in school. And you know, back in the day, they're like, Oh, that's a mental disability though. Yeah. They always like chalk it up to something like that. Right. No. So yeah. Um, that's really important to note that most of these people actually just, were shy and didn't do good at school. Um, Bill Sterling um, is our fourth member. He was 29 years old um, at the t- at the time of his disappearance, and he was best friends with Madruga. He was the energetic social butterfly of the group. Like Madruga and Sterling were total opposites. Yeah. Um, the coach at the Gateway Project would describe Sterling as a very intelligent, just very lazy. His family said that like he could be really smart and really good if he just applied himself to things, which I think is really funny. I mean, really relatable, too. It's the same with me, yeah. Right? Uh, Sterling graduated from high school and was a devout Christian. Like, he went and read the Bible at hospitals to elderly patients on I the weekends. I think Wendigun mentioned that, too. Yeah, like, so, yeah, it's just hammering home the fact that these people weren't stupid, that, like, the media described them. Yeah, yeah. All right, so... Now we're getting to arguably the most prominent boy in the group, in my opinion, and that is Gary Mathias. He was 25 years old at the time of his disappearance. Mathias was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and was on medication to help his symptoms. He also served in the army and had a history of violence and drug use, which would follow him after his time in the military. After joining the Gateway Project, he became a model citizen of the project and cleaned up his behavior. People described him as loving the boys and kind of the leader of the group. Uh, he did join the group about a year after they all had. So, like, they got together, and then Matthias joined the group, like, a year later. He was the newbie. He was the newbie, but he was, like, the leader. So they, like, accepted him in a way. It's really interesting, considering that, um, who, who was the 32-year-old? Let me look back. Yeah, yeah, Ted. The fact that Ted was a 32-year-old and he wasn't really, like, the head honcho was kind of interesting. Right. Like, he is this older guy, but he didn't really take charge. I think that was kind of, he kind of had, like, more of a timid personality of me. I believe that's what I've read. That makes sense. Yeah. But Uh, he felt, like, like comfort with Hewitt. Yeah. And, like, they they were a pair. And then we had the other Jack and and Bill as the other pair. Right. And then Gary is just kind of there. Gary's just kind of there. Yeah. Um... 
The five boys did everything together, which includes being the gateway, pro- being on the Gateway Project's basketball team together. So that's really important. Um, but let's get into the timeline. So I'm going to give a brief timeline. If I go into detail, we'll literally be here for hours on end. It's There's so much information on this case. Um, Maybe like another, like a two-part episode. Or a two-part episode. Yeah. We might, if we're doing more of a deep dive. Maybe. So... On February 24th, the five boys got in Madruga's car and drove to fi- drove 50 miles north to Chico State campus to watch a basketball game with two college teams, one of them being Chico State. I forget what the other one is. I don't know either. Yeah. I know, like, uh, their parents did trust them with this. Yeah. It, like, even clothing, they're like, yeah, we just need light jackets because we'll be back. And they're like, yeah. okay. Like, they were, and they knew that the boys would be home. Because they were very excited about their basketball game the following day on the 25th. Yeah. And, like, they had set out their uniforms before, and they were all very excited. And the reports say they had told their parents that they were really excited. So everyone knew that they'd be back by the 25th. Um, after the game, they drove three blocks to Bears Market to get treats and snacks for the drive home. The clerk remembers seeing the five boys due to her annoyance of them coming in right before closing time. Like, it was, like, at 10 o'clock, and these five men come in, and she's like, shit, like, I got to wait to (laughs) finish closing. Damn it. Right. (laughs) Um, So, but she was the last person, reportedly, to see them alive. Like, in the official timeline, she is the last person to see them alive. At least the last person to report it. Yeah. When the morning of the 25th came, however, the parents of the boys reported them missing since they did not return home. Important to note, they did start to actually report them missing the night before, but the police would said, wait another few hours to see if they come home. Yeah, give it a bit. Yeah. Police began the search and received a bizarre tip from a local ranger who said they found a car matching the boys' uh, Montego. Was it Montego? I forget. It was Montego, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The car was parked 70 miles in the seven, 70 miles away in the Sierra County mountain range. To put that in perspective, um, this is like super far off the highway. Yeah. Which there was only one highway that goes between Yuba County and Chico State University. And they were so far away from that. Yeah. So there's, it's weird. Um, why the boys ended up 70 miles away from the basketball game still remains unsolved today. No one really knows how they got there. The car was the car went on upon discovery was found unlocked, windows down, and wrappers from their snacks strewn about, which made it seem that they left in a hurry. And under the further inspection, the car was in perfect working order and had a quarter of a tank left. For no explanation, explained reason, the boys left the warmth and safety of the car for the cold, snowy winter night ahead of them. Thinking about it now, like uh, when further evidence comes up, because mm-hmm. I, because we already know what, yeah. what this is, it's uh, like considering what what more information comes up, it would be kind of odd to compare it to a hurry, right? Which is just I don't know. It's yeah. just like thinking about it now. Yeah. Expe- yeah. Um, so immediate search searches of the area around the car proved fruitless and due to blizzard like conditions in the area, the search was cut short. After reading the, about the disappearance of the boys, Joseph Shones came forward and said he saw the boys' car. 
He was in the mountains looking at a cabin where his car got trapped. This is a point of controversy I want to bring up. Why was he up in the mountains? Because this was like at 11 o'clock and he was going to look at a cabin up there. And he was in a car that was not fit for the weather. Hmm. So I don't. It's really weird that he was up there. Anyway. Um, an idea to pitch for later. Yes. When we get into the theories. Yeah. Um, Shones would suffer a heart attack while trying to free his car. Shones also reported that a woman with a baby got out of the car with the boys and wandered into the woods. What? Did you not know that? <laughs> no. Yeah. Shones reports that a woman with a baby was with them, got out of the car, and wandered into the woods with them. Yeah, so, um, however, Weir's mother claimed that her son would not ignore Shone's cries for help. Oh, I totally forgot to say this. Shone's had a fucking heart attack trying <laughs> to get his car untrapped. So it's really weird that he just, that Ted just ignored it, according to his mom. She claimed that Jack and Bill used, oh, excuse me, I'm reading ahead. Um, she claimed that her son would not ignore Shone's cries for help that night. They once, I think it was him and his best friend, they once, like, helped a man to the hospital. Like, they just, that was just in his nature to help. Yeah. Um, Ted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ted just seemed like that kind of person. Like, he yeah. was really friendly. Yeah. Another witness came forward, a store clerk at Mary Mary's County store, some 30 miles away from the car was found. She claimed that Jack and Bill used the phone while the others waited in a red pickup truck. Another car. And another car. A different okay. car. What What the hell? Yeah. However, Jack's family says that he hated talking on the phone. Like, his brother had to take phone calls for him and find it hard to believe that Jack would make a call that night. Which Jack, though? Because there is two Jacks, if, if the audience members remember. Um, I believe. I don't actually know. That it doesn't really specify. But it's one of the Jacks. I think it's the shy and timid Jack. The the toy. Um, it is Madruga, Madruga. the one the one that owns the car. Oh yeah. Also, isn't it so weird that because Madruga loved his car? Yeah. So why would he show up in a different really right? And why would he be away from the car? We'll get into this. We'll get into this. We're getting ahead of ourselves. So way ahead. Way ahead of ourselves. So no leads in the case would come through until June fourth of the same year where a group of motorcyclists would come across an abandoned forest trailer that was made for shelter during the winter. Inside the shelter, wrapped in eight blankets on the bed, was Ted Weir. I won't get into the details of his body because it's really gnarly. Um, he wasn't like he wasn't like decapitated, but it's not radio friendly. Yeah, not radio friendly, but he had been alive for three week thirteen, not three, thirteen weeks before succumbing to the elements. The interesting part of this is that the trailer was twenty miles away from the parked car. The trailer was also stocked with supplies that could have saved Weir's life. Winter clothes, items that could have been burned. There was like even a matchbox in there that was not used. And food were, was in the shelter. Evidence, An evidence piece that points to foul play was a gold watch that was found next to Weir's body. Ooh. Yeah. Evidence suggests that others in the, were in the trailer, specifically Matthias. Um, but Gary. Gary, Gary Mathias. He yeah. has like two first names. It's not like he doesn't have two first names, but his last name is a first name. It's weird. Actually, yeah, there's Mathias is out there. If you're a oh. Mathias out there, 
Sorry. We love you. <laughs> Casey just doesn't believe in you. Um, I guess. But where it, were they? It's a conspiracy. Really quick, you are still listening to Loot Air Student Radio, LSAR. Call in at 253-535-7755 and visit our website, plu.edu slash laser. And our Instagram, laser radio. That's L-A-S-R R-A-D-I-O. And if you want to pitch in your opinion, follow your favorite DJ, Sai, on their Instagram at Mushy Roomies. M-U-S-H-I-E-R-O-O-M-I-E-S. Let's get back to our show. Could I get that Instagram? <laughs> Gotta get that Instagram. Yeah, of I course. was actually just going to follow it. <laughs> L-A-S-R Radio. R-A-D-I-O. There you go. Two days after the discovery of Weir's body, the skeletal remains of Jack Madruga and Bill Sterling were found. They were four and a half miles away from the trailer. Madruga was said to have died from hypothermia, while Sterling's cause of death was never determined. That's because his body was really not there. There was not a lot to look at. Um, Two days later, the skeletal remains of Jack Hewitt were found scattered near the trailer. Gary Mathias, still to this day, has never been found. This isn't unusual, however, for Mathias. He had traveled 540 miles on foot from Portland, Oregon to Marysville, California. It is important to note that it has been about 45 years since the disappearance of Mathias, so the likelihood of him still being alive is very small. We can agree on that. He's probably probably dead by now. homeless shelter he might be in a homeless shelter he's he would be about 80 though almost 80 if he's alive if he's alive all right so we know the facts of the case and i personally want to debunk a theory that i personally cannot believe and that is that Matthias snapped and killed the boys you actually no that's a theory that i don't believe in that's what i'm that's what i'm saying what so no because the theory is that he stopped taking his medication and then like, he just went crazy. And then he went crazy. He went into, like, psychosis and okay. killed them. But here's the thing. We said earlier that he loved his friends. He loved his friends. That's true. So why would he just stop taking his medication and kill them? And why would he just snap on his friends even if he wasn't taking his medication? Right. It's very unlikely. And he was very protective of these friends. Very true. And he was reported to be very excited about tomorrow. So this wasn't, like, him planning and, like... Or anything. Let's see. Because there's manslaughter and then there's manslaughter and then yeah, because it yeah and then first degree. It wasn't premeditated. Yeah, there you go. So, someone. So there's some questions that float around this case. Do you have any? Do you want to pose anything for us to talk about before I get into the questions I have written down? The questions. I have questions. Oh, you did write questions. I'm looking at them. Uh, Well. Uh, no. I mean. It's obviously really mysterious, and it's right. just, but I just don't know really what to think of it. I can't, right. like, really closely examine the evidence. <laughs> Sorry, that was me moving the boom mic. Um, yeah. Boom mic. So, did I say boom mic? I meant boom arm. I'm tired. It's 7.30. Not even. Okay, so, <laughs> so there is a theory. Just don't laugh at me. There <laughs> is a theory that a local from, I think it's Behet County, like, kind of close to Yuba County, but not in Yuba County. And not Chico. Not Chico. They drove up, dro- like, drove them up the mountains, like, followed them aggressively in the red pickup truck and that killed them. Someone else claimed to see them. Yeah. Hmm. That, that at least explains the red pickup truck, but I don't know. Right. 
But it doesn't explain their Fucking bodies. Ted. It doesn't explain Ted because reminder, Ted was wrapped in eight blankets. And I would like to in know, a shelter. In a shelter. And I would like to note that his body was in such a state that him doing this to himself would cause excruciating pain. So it wasn't him doing it to himself. No, he, I, like, mummified himself, essentially. Yeah. But, like, put, chalking it up to that would be insane. Yeah. Because it doesn't explain Ted. No, it doesn't. Because someone cared for Ted. He was alive for 13 weeks. Even if they didn't care for him cor- in a correct sense, they did. Why would you keep him alive for 13 weeks? And then all of a sudden wrap him, mummify him, and then dish him in that shelter. Right. Um, another thing that's important to note is that Matthias is still alive. Supposedly. So, supposedly. We haven't found his body. So if they were going up there to kill the boys, like drive them up there and kill them, why isn't Matthias dead? Or why haven't we found his body? What about the other boys' bodies? Um. So let me go back in the notes. So... <laughs> Ted Weir was found in the shelter, wrapped in blankets, and he was wrapped prior to his death. That's, like, what was keeping him alive. And then, uh, and then Matthias is nowhere to be found. Matthias is nowhere to be found. Madruga and Sterling were found 4.5 miles away from the cabin, coming up, like, one of the trails that led to the sh- yeah. shelter. Mm-hmm. Their, bo- their skeletal bodies are found. Um, Madruga's body is, like, still kind of intact, like, the skeletal remains, because yeah. obviously animals got to him. But Sterling is missing many of his bones. Like, I think it was only, like, a few bones of Sterling that was found. Um, and this is kind of sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hewitt was found by his father. His, f- so his father basically was like, I have to come up to help the search for my son. He would not let investigators go up by himself so he went and they looked at the skeletal like they were looking around the shelter and he he found uh jack hewitt's jacket and he went and picked it up and the spine of hewitt fell out of it and then they found his uh remains scattered around the shelter which happens probably by natural elements he probably died on the way to the shelter and then animals did their thing you know yeah um Another theory is, did they get lost? Like, so I read, this is coming from Reddit, so take it for a grain of salt. I read from a <laughs> local from Yuba County that the highway, especially at the time, was not lit. There was no light, so it's very easy just to take a wrong turn. That is true. So. I mean, like, if you look at, like, uh, like the interstates, like, even here in Washington, mm-hmm. when it's, like, heavy-ass snow season, like, even, like, northern Washington, right. like, up in Everett, it is hell. Right. To get through. Yeah, and it was February, so there was snow, because they're up, if he was more northern California, I think. Where's Yuba County? Fact-checking Yuba County. <laughs> I think it was... They're in the Sierra, so yeah. They're yeah. in California. They are... Oh, no, they're by... No, they're by Sacramento, so that's... No, that is upper, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know California. I'm from Washington. <laughs> oh no it's northern it's northern we yeah. were right we were correct um so i mean it is possible but they were 70 miles away from where they were supposed to be yeah 70 like super far out that because they only drove 50 and evidence showed from the car that as they were driving up this bumpy mountain road this was not a highway no yeah this so is they, like... they couldn't just get lost and be like yeah this is the way home it was bumpy but they were going up carefully 
there was no damage to the undercarriage. Hmm. Which is so weird. It's so there's so many weird facts that like that can't explain any of the theories. Like yeah. there's just one fact that's like it's like the missing link. Like it's just that one thing which right. is like it would solve everything, but it's right. like nowhere to be found. Right. Um another question is why how Weir did not die from like hypothermia or anything like that. He starved. And I, it's important to mention that the shelter they were at had a shed that had food supplies. And 31 cans, I think it was 31 cans had been open and ate. With like how many others remain? Um, A lot. Like there was like at least a two-year supply. Oh, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And they had been opened by a military knife. Military knife. Yeah. You know, mm. Matthias and... Who was it? Matthias and... I think Bill. Bill. Sterling, Sterling. and Matthias both were in the military. I think it was Bill. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Sterling. Yeah, Bill Sterling. Uh, no, not Sterling. Maybe Madruga. it was Madruga. That makes sense. So, my... Jesus. My question <laughs> is, is how? why did he starve? If there was food enough to like keep all of them right. alive for a really long time... Why did they all leave that shelter? Exactly. Well, no. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, the theory is, is that Madruga and Sterling, those are the ones who died on the way to the camp. Like they, it's theorized that they died on the way to the camp or to the shelter. And then, but here's the thing. They took the long route. There's two routes to the, to the trailer. One was like, I think five miles. The other one was like twenty. Yeah, and, and they took like the long, hook. they took the long hook route, and so the theory is that they is that they died on the way because they went the long way, and people say that they split. Do you think they split up? That would explain why uh, was it Madruga and Sterling that were together. Yeah, it would explain why those two uh, were off in that weird position. Right, and that would also explain why. Uh, Fucking Hewitt and Weir were closer by. Right. I mean, like, Weir was in the trailer. Right. He. While. What? Hewitt's body was just scattered? He was scattered around the trailer. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's, that's horrible. It's so bad. It's so bad. And that p- investigators didn't see that. And, like, oh, his dad died finding him, too. That's well, just no, his horrible. dad didn't die finding him. His dad. Oh. His dad. Um, My misunderstanding. No, you're good. His dad, like, died trying. Like, he didn't die. He didn't die at all. He found the body, which is really weird, right? Yeah. Um. That's a weird twist of fate. Right? Like, it's just horrible. Yeah, no. But, ve- like, it, the the idea of, like, the theory of them splitting up would make sense because mm-hmm. the, the two different distinct best right. friend duos right. were in different spots. Right. And then Matthias is just gone. That so, like, is weird. I never really thought about that, how, exactly. like, the best friends died nearby each other. And on, like, separate trails. Like, one of them actually made it to the shelter. The the one pair made it to the shelter. The other two went off right. on a different do trail. You think, do you think Hewitt made it into the shelter? I don't know. That's I don't, tough to tell. I don't know either. Because he could have died on the way to the shelter. Mm-hmm. And he could have just... But it just doesn't make sense. Because why would his body still be outside? Why wouldn't Matthias move his body inside? Yeah, why wouldn't... Or if, if Matthias was with them, and then why right. wouldn't Weir do it? Right. Well, I know Matthias, I think there there's evidence that Matthias was in the trailer. 
Like oh. he, the evidence says that Matthias is the one who took care of Weir while he was while Hewitt was dead. While Hewitt was dead. Um it's just there's so many and then the gold watch. Mm-hmm. Because no of the no of the families said that that gold watch was their sons, which gives me a theory. Spill it, spill the tea. Don't you? What about your questions? You do, no, do your do your theory. Okay, the dude. What's his name? I have to look back through all the notes. <laughs> all the all the notes. Um. God, where is he? Madruga? Oh, Shones. Shones. Oh. I think Shones did it. You think Shones did it? Shones had to at least killed one of them. Okay. Because. Explain. How far? I have to look at the It's notes. like 20 miles away from the car. The The shelter is 20 miles away from the car. Yes. And there's another path that's like, so there's basically like. Uh, there was two paths. It's basically like five miles, really. I kind of. Oh, kinda, from the car. From the car, it's about five miles. But the path that most, the path that is believed that they took is the 20 miles. And the reason why is because one of those snow plower you know machine yeah like went up earlier in the week and plowed that path the 20 mile path. to go check the trailer mm. earlier before the boys made it there Early, yeah like earlier that week like mm. it was really recently and so they think that the snow was more packed on that trail so people went up that trail do we have like a an idea of like a timeline of when the fucking store clerk lady out at Mary's county she, the country it store? was like the same night ooh that's interesting. Yeah. Because it's a red pickup truck, which is not Madruga's car. No, it's a, he drove a turquoise and white uh, Montego. Mo- Mercury Montego. Yeah. So where did the red truck come from? Where did the red truck because, come from? Because Shones did not drive the red pickup truck. That's important to know. Shones had like a day car. Yeah. Like it was a car that you would drive around. On the mountains for some reason No, as well. not even on mountains, like on city. Like, yeah. it's a city car. But Jones was up there using that day car. Right, to go to a cabin. And also, it was the middle of the night. He went up at the middle of the night. It was, like, like 11 o'clock, midnight. That, that key, those key things mm-hmm. are what really throw me off. Especially, like, because, like, like, Shones was suffering a heart attack. Right. Trying to get attention. Right. Which, either, maybe the blizzard was, like, super loud or something. Right. Maybe it was, like, a giant windstorm that was up there. That's, like, right. the only explanation of why... None of the boys could hear him. Right. Or if whoever was, this woman is. Right. That supposedly was there, according right. to Shones. With a baby. The baby, like, it's all, like, that's just suspicious as yeah. hell. Yeah, because he reportedly saw the car and saw One, flashlights. Two. Yeah. And then saw the boys and this random woman. With a baby. With a baby. That's three. Yeah. And then the heart attack part just. And then you're up in the mountains in a day car. That's five. Right. That's a at lot like of... At, like, midnight. At midnight. In a blizzard. It was blizzarding at It was blizzarding. Point. Okay, so maybe the wind makes sense. Like, if it was, right. like, a big windstorm, that makes right. sense why they wouldn't hear him. Right. But just everything else does right. not make sense. So that makes... It makes me think that Shones is super suspicious of something. Mm-hmm. And maybe he might have gotten one of the boys. Maybe he got Matthias. Yeah. Which makes sense. You are listening to... What's the show called? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, breakdowns with Cy. You're with DJ Cy, and you're listening on Loot Air Student Radio, LSAR. All right, L A S R. Sorry, I don't know how to spell. Laser. Laser. Continue on with your theory about Shones. It's, I don't know. It's just oddly suspicious. Right. And the, the, 
Why wouldn't you? He was said he said he was going up to look at a cabin for his family, like and it, like his wife. Why wouldn't you go up with your wife? Why wouldn't you go up with your wife to do that? Right, especially what? in the middle of the night where you are at risk of like getting lost and shit. Right. Like and the like same a, thing that happened with the boys. Right, which okay, it doesn't make sense why the boys are there, but Shone's getting stuck, kind of proves that they could have gone stuck. That is true. But, but it doesn't make sense why they were there. Then getting to that location to get stuck right. is a bit odd. Yeah. How did they end up 70 miles off course? That's, I mean, that's, I feel like that's the biggest mystery of this case. The first thing that comes to mind is just like, oh, the like stereotypical like dudes on a vacation, the, like the, a movie coming <laughs> this summer. Right. And it's like the, the dudes probably just like took a detour because why right. not? Right. But like if they were this excited about that game, right? Why would they take the? It detour? was the first game of the season for the boys for the Gateway Project. Yeah. So they were going to the they were going to the Chico game, and they were coming straight home because they were so excited. Because that, that was game. their plan. So then, right. why would they suddenly just be like? I mean, it's a dude thing to do that. It's right. just like, oh, let's just do this. But, but these aren't normal. I don't want to say normal. These aren't neurotypical dudes. These that are, is true. These are these aren't white guys doing white guy shit. These are <laughs> people who kind of need their families in a way like they That's could go true. out but like yeah and then the f- and then the Mir- mary's county store mm-hmm. i want to talk about that jack on the phone which doesn't make sense to the family and why were they in the red pickup truck mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense and how what happened at the car that for them to just ditch it right because it's important to know Madruga loved that car. He did the own maintenance. He loved it. He was a big car guy. He wouldn't just leave. Why would he ditch it? Yeah, especially in a blizzard. And why? Because the, the, I mean, I think a theory is that they got out to try to push it free. That kind of makes sense. Right. But I feel like eventually they just stay in the car instead of wandering into the woods. Right. And also, who is it? One of the, I think it's Ted. Ted Weir. Big guy. Um, yeah, he's a terribly afraid of the dark and of the woods. So, yeah, why would he just walk out into the woods right. either? Why would he... Yeah, it would take so much convincing from his friends. To do that. Right. So it do, it doesn't make sense for him to just get up and be like, okay, yeah, let's go into the dark, yeah, scary woods. The, woods. the thing that I hate. Right. Like, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Um, and... How did the group even know about the trailer? Because none of the people were... Yeah, I was even thinking about that, too, while you were talking about it. It's just like, that also doesn't make, make right. sense. Because none of the boys were familiar with the area. Mm-mm. So they would not have known about the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, uh, it just doesn't make sense. Nothing of this case makes sense. That's why we wanted to talk about it. It makes... It just... It, like, all the key, like, little things is just, like... It's that's out of Ted's character. That's out of either of the Jack's characters right. to do that. Right. It makes me think that like there has to be like at least a sense of foul play. Right. That's maybe like that's where the watch comes from. Right. It's from Shones. Right. Because. But I mean, you know. Right. Like, like huh? Yeah. Like who did it? Because so. <laughs> who done did it? Who done it? Who done it, bro? <laughs> yeah, because. We could talk. We could sit here and talk about the baby, the woman and the baby. We could talk about Shones. Who probably doesn't? Well, not Shones, but the woman and the baby who probably don't exist. Right. That's that's got to be. Bullshit. We gotta. I feel like we need to talk about the woman and the baby. 
Do you you don't believe that the woman and the baby exist? No, hell no. No. Because why would they willingly, like they're, like you said, they're they're they're, they're going to stick to their plan and right. go out to Chico County right. University to see that game. Right. Why would they one randomly go off on a mountain trail mm-hmm. during a blizzard? Right. And two, like that that like precursor to set up that scenario already doesn't make sense so why would they also pick up a fucking woman right with a with baby. a baby i know like i think it's jack and bill those two are very helpful but like ending up in the mountains with doesn't a make baby sense. and a woman yeah they don't know i mean like maybe like a hitchhiker what year was this i can this forgot. was like 19 uh 80s 1980s i think this was like i'm pretty sure like the 1980s was definitely after the whole like like hitchhiker scare right because people started like you know because hitchhikers would use that as a way to kill people right and they still do be careful of hitchhikers guys be very careful about that this happened in scary this happened in 1978 78 yeah that is still definitely like way after like the hitchhiker mm-hmm. scares because like that's what that's like when awareness of that kind of stuff happened. right um let's talk about gary let's talk about gary gary is a whole case of worms because he i don't think he stopped his medication but no. he was a survivalist because he did travel that 540 miles from yeah. portland oregon to marysville california on foot and he, like, hitched hike and ate dog food to do that, to, like, survive. Man is dedicated. Yeah. So what's the likelihood of him just, like, being like, well, shit, all my friends are dead, like, and just packing up and leaving? I don't know. I feel like he would have gotten help because he cared about his friends. Right. So why would Gary just ditch him? Right. Especially if, like... And why wouldn't he do more for Ted? Yeah. Like... If, if he was the one taking care of him. I think he was because the the, the likelihood op- is it's very the high. can opener that he that was used to open the cans was a military grade one mm-hmm. that only Jack Jack M Jack M would know how to use. He's dead, and then Gary and Gary and Gary's alive. Yeah, uh, do we know how long uh, Madruga and Sterling's bodies were like? Did they analyze how long they were? Dead? Um, I can look it up real quick. I know it was they were. Skeletal they, remains. They were skeletal, so but it it was about because they went bo- went missing in June, and then um February. Went, no, sorry, yeah, went missing February, got found in June. Oh, oh, that's foul. Yeah, I feel like it was. Um, yeah. Um, I definitely think that it was. This is not who I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, he was not a bishop. <laughs> um, that was a mistake. Um, yeah, no, I think his bot. I think they died the night of. I definitely think they died the night of. Like in February. So uh, yeah. they, yeah, their bodies because, have been there for a while. Because I think it was Jack Madruga. His body was analyzed, and he died of hypothermia. Mm. So I, because they were not dressed for the weather, they were wearing light coats. Because they expected shoes. to get to Chico County. They weren't Wait, expecting a blizzard. Well, they went to Chico County, went to the game, left at like 10 p.m. Oh, okay. To go mind. home. So they got lost on the way back. They got lost on the way back. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, but still, they were 70 miles away from the stadium that they were supposed to be coming home from. Which is only 50 miles. 
which was only 50 miles. So they had a shorter trip and ended up going on a different, completely different route. Right. Got lost another, like, 20 miles out. Right. right. At le- well, at least Bill and Jack and Madruga were. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's just all weird, man. Yeah. It's such a weird case. It's, it's, uh, it's just... I don't know. It's just Shones really sticks out to me. Right. Especially with the amount of clearly bullshit he's just spewing <laughs> to the police. Right. Like, it just sounds the, like the baby, such bullshit. Yeah. Because I feel like we both can agree that the baby and the woman probably do not exist. No. His heart attack is questionable at most. Yeah. I I think he did have a heart condition. But probably but, not an attack. But like, you wouldn't. Okay, here's the thing. You don't get a heart attack from pushing a car. No. He was trying to untrap his car, and he had a heart attack because of that. What? Common causes of heart attacks? Can you look that up? <laughs> Common causes of a heart attack. Pushing a car. <laughs> Pushing a car. Here, I can look up what, uh, was it Bill Shones? Something. Uh, what is his name? Shones. You be... He just says Shones. Joseph. Joseph? Yes. Ew. That's a horrible name. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Sorry, to... all the Joseph. Joseph. Sorry. Yeah, we're just sh- sh- fucking... Um, We're screwing up people's names Oh, it's Joe. It's not Joseph. Oh, it was just Joe? It's just Joe. Damn. Oh, no, it is Joseph. Sorry, I lied. (laughs) Um, what are you- We're a mess tonight. Yeah, it's, it's the first show, guys. Um, here, I'm looking for, looking for, uh, of Sacramento. Um, oh, no, he had, so he didn't even have a heart attack. He had early symptoms of a heart attack. Oh. He started to feel early symptoms of a heart okay. attack. Not to be mean, but boohoo. Oh, yeah. Oh, womp womp, you know? <laughs> <laughs> womp womp. No, it doesn't make <laughs> sense to me. It just doesn't. It's just, it like, he the fact that it's, because, it, like, you know, you, you are, like, spark notes. This is right. kind of, like, the bit of a downside to spark notes. Right. I'm not dissing you. Yeah. It's just. There's so much information that I couldn't. Yeah. put in but it's like watch watch videos on this because there's so much information that we really can't talk about because we just yeah did not have definitely recommend wendy goons because he also said yeah. he recommends two other people's videos so yeah. there's like three videos to yeah you can it. just rabbit hole yuba county there's so many Honestly. videos on it like mm-hmm. we are just scratching the surface of this case of this case there's so much to talk about and like yeah Bill Shones, Joe Shones, Joe, Joe. His Joe name is Joe. Schmo. His name is Joe. If we said Bill earlier, that's a lie. Um, I think we might have. I think we did too. Like for a slight second, just for a little bit. It's fine. Yeah, I feel like he's a player, and I feel like that watch is his. Yeah, probably. I, I definitely because not Matthias's. Is. Right. And uh, like Matthias is like the most like likely to right. have been there taking care of Ted. Right. So then. Something had to have happened to Gary because right. he's never shown up. Right. He's probably eighty at this point if he's still alive, which is also a really, un, really, because small it, likelihood. It was February. It was February in the mountains, so it is very blizzardy and snowy. So if like the other four, why did he? Why would he only survive if he got the fuck I out? I know. Of it? I know he had survival skills, but not yeah. that. Good of, and we would Not have found good. him by now. Exactly. The first, the one time he went missing from Portland, he walked to a family member's house in Marysville. Mm. So he would have walked home. He would have walked somewhere, you know, and he, we would have. He would have gone him. back out like so you, towards Yuba County, yeah. which is still like, if it was seventy miles, then like, yeah, it's about seventy. Yeah. It wouldn't be a twenty mile. It'd be close, like maybe mm. like a thirty mile walk. Yeah. Back to like Yuba. Yeah. What do you? So you think Shones killed? Matthias. I feel like Shones probably killed Gary for some reason. Right. And like, 
maybe he had some slight um what's the word he might have had some influence on the deaths of the other four right. yeah probably not uh jack hewitt hewitt yeah i think jack hewitt was a. Uh... and he might have indirectly caused ted's death because gary wasn't there to help him yeah i definitely i i'm getting what you're picking up now I've, i'm picking up what you're putting down now mm-hmm. because if shones kills gary Gary, then Ted has no one to support get, him yeah. because Jack Hewitt's already dead. Right. And the other two are gone somewhere. Right. And so, and Shones, if he wants, because he's from Sacramento. He's not from, like, he's not from the local area of yeah. Yuba County. He's more closer to Chico. Like, he's in between Yuba County and Chico. Mm. So, he could have been one of the, he could have been the outsider that, like, drove him up the mountains and killed them. But again, that's so, it's weird. Can we get, like, a profile on Joseph, maybe? Yeah, get a profile. Like, Robert- maybe there might have been, like, a case. Yeah. Like, like maybe, like, a, a lawsuit against him or something. Right. While we're looking up Joseph's uh, profile, you are listening to Loot Air Student Radio, LSAR. Call in at 253-535-7755 and visit our website, plu.edu slash laser. And our Instagram. Laser Radio. That's L A S R R A D I O. So, all right. So, Which Joseph. I did follow. Yeah. Joseph Shones. I don't know if he's going to have his, like, wik- uh, like, his own Wikipedia page. Oh, his obituary. His name was Sylvester. Okay, so he's a liar. Oh, my God. Or you found someone else. Um. So, he apparently had. He was 55. Um, and he was driving a Volkswagen. Um, hmm. Which is definitely a day car. So, okay. So he was driving up the mountains to see if weather conditions were good enough to take his family up there that For weekend. Moving. For the weekend. To the cabin. Oh, like a, like a little vacation weekend. Like, yeah, ooh, little, like in vacation. the, yeah, in the, yeah. Um. I mean, that's not a bad idea, but if you're going in February, right. like, I don't know about that, bud. Yeah. And, like, if it, uh, well, if it, if he's checking out a spot for a vacation rather than, like, moving, then mm-hmm. that kind of makes sense why he, he went on his own. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's still so, oddly suspicious. Yeah. I'm not seeing any, like, cases. No, like, lawsuits? No lawsuits. Hmm. It's literally just... Him being part of it. I feel like that is a bit odd, especially if he's, like, one of the only, like, three people who right. saw and he, them at that night. Well, and the thing is, he's he's very, I think, disputed to see to know if he was actually saw them. Because, mm. so I was reading a little bit. Mm-hmm. He actually saw the red pickup truck as well. That is weird. The red pick- pickup truck is... It I, keeps coming up. It's a, it's a red herring. It's he, a lie. Yeah, it probably is. Do you think... Okay, but here here's the next question. Do you think the people... Because the p- boss and the cl- store clerk at Mary's County Store... Yeah. Both agreed that the red pickup truck was there. Do you think they're in on it? Or do you think Shones paid them off? That's too many people. Right. You know? Like, if it's one person, it's a little bit suspicious. If it's two, then... It's a little bit less suspicious, but it's like, but then you have like the idea that they're working together. Right. If it's two people that work at the same store and a third person who has no relations to these right. these store clerks, 
then it's probably for real. Okay. But then where does it come from? Yeah, where... Where's the origins? Where did they get into this red pickup truck? Exactly. Especially, uh, they left the game at like 10. They left the game at 10, because that's when they get... And the team that they were cheering for won, so they were really happy. Fuck yeah. And they wanted to go home, because they were really happy. That's why they stopped and got treats. Yeah, Because they um... At beers. Beer store. It's spelled with an H. It's not beer. It's It's bears. B-E-H-R. Yeah, it's weird. Bear. Bear. One of those Californian spellings, you know? Sorry to all the Californians (laughs) listening out there. I am... You know what? My dad's Californian. He's not listening to the show. I love you, Dad. If you are. <laughs> anyway, back to murder. Maybe. <laughs> um, smooth transition. Smooth transition. Uh, you got this. Rad. I okay. don't. I don't know. That's the thing. That's the biggest thing. There's too many questions, and it's so. There's so much. There, yeah, the red pickup truck could be a red herring. It's red. That's the only. That's the only connection. Right. <laughs> that's all we got. But it's. I mean, like, it's just so weird. It's a strange right. outlier. Just, just how strange how Shones is. Right. Except Shones just has really good alibi, and that's right. what kind of like threw me off a bit. Is that like when you researched it and you said it, I was just like, okay, that's a damn good alibi. Right. That he saw the red pickup truck. But we gotta like find his marriage records. To right. S- and like his kids birth records yeah we gotta do a part two and see if we can find more on these on this joe schmo if you will um final thoughts final thoughts um cases unsolved matthias is still out there if you're listening we love you come back home give Um, us your damn account bro yeah dudes are dead yeah like you gotta you gotta talk for them man yeah no that's the that's the biggest thing is Gary Mathias is the only one who knows what happened up on that mountain. And he, we, we haven't found him. Exactly. Which is the worst part about this case. Is that we don't know what happened. We don't have any real, like, I mean, Joe Shones is the only one. He's that weird-ass outlier. Right. Where he could be lying. He could be red herring. I mean, we can't really discover it now. Right. At this point, Matthias and Shones are dead. Yeah, Shones. Which is really shitty. Yeah, because he was 55 at the time, so he'd be like 100. He's dead. Because it's been 45 years. Yeah. So he's gone. Matthias is probably dead. He's 80 at this point, so he's He's, probably passed. Yeah. If he didn't die on that mountain. If he did not die on that mountain. Which, and it's so weird that no body has been discovered. Yeah, from Gary. Not even like skeletal remains or like a skull. Because like, there was no, other shit for the four boys. Right. And the, the there's no, boy. there's been like any body that's been found in the Sierra Mountains. I'm sure they checked to see if it was Gary. I'm yeah. sure they have dental records that they can check for. Mm-hmm. None of it has been him. It's just a weird. Right. Gary's disappearance, the red truck, and Shones himself is just a weird outlier. And like the right. fact that we haven't had any link to whoever that fucking woman is, right. if she's real. Right. That also is a major outlier, especially right. if it comes from only Shone's account. Right. And Jack making the call. Because, yeah. Jack Madruga making the call, too. Right. Because at the country store, in the red pickup truck, where the woman, because the woman's tied to that red pickup truck because of Shone's. Mm-hmm. If the woman is tied to the red pickup truck, where was she? She wasn't with the boys at the. At the. And at why the was there, why was their car up on the mountain? Or did someone else drive it up? Someone else? Like, what's happened? What? Yeah, what has happened? Because and there's there's, there's no explanation for all these questions that mm-hmm. are happening, you know? 
So these questions is happening. Shush up. Okay. It's okay. It's fine. Listen, he bullies me. I'm being bullied in the studio oh, right now. Oh my god! On the How dare on you. live radio. H- hazing. <laughs> Are you hazing me? Are you gonna have to report me? I'm gonna report you to Drew. Drew is our shout out to oh my God, Drew. Drew. Drew, second floor, Hinder Drew and RA. Grace. Drew and Grace, we love you if you're listening. I told them about the show. They should be listening. They should be listening. Love I told you guys. Grace, we love you. Um, you're on my flash drive now. That sounds so creepy. <laughs> I have a flash drive going. You're on my flash drive. We love we you guys. Love you guys. We yeah. Sorry, we're just like sh- shouting you guys out during the murder podcast <laughs> um yeah final thoughts from you it's it's really sad with the amount yeah. of time that has passed because there's no answers those kids don't deserve it yeah like they were just doing they're just going to a basketball game they were living their fucking yeah. best and life and then all of a sudden like this huge tragedy right just strikes them it just right. it didn't need to happen to them right and especially for like i feel like specifically in gary's case mm-hmm. he's just off the face of the earth, like right. a 411 missing persons case. Right. Like, he's just gone. Yeah. Which is... I'm looking... It's just terrible for, like, uh, do you think his family. Yeah. Do you, you think know? there's cave systems in the Sierra Mountains? There might be. If you guys don't know, this is a really cool fact. Missing... Look up missing cases... Plural. Missing cases versus mountain cave maps. Cave systems. Like, it follows the same line. So do you think he, he could be in a cave... If there's a cave up in the Sierra Mountains that he got to, he could be in there. But he's probably dead. If he if he ended up in a cave and they couldn't mm-hmm. find him, then right. yeah, he's probably dead. Yeah, which sucks, but that's just how Especially if, like, an animal was, like, living in one of those caves. Like, a giant grizzly bear that was just, like, right. hibernating, you know? Do, do grizzly bears live in California? Yeah, that's why... I'm not a geography major. Sigh. What? That's why they have a, bl- a brown bear on their flag. What? Yeah. We, don't, we have Washington on our flag. Okay, Did he George, live here? No. Did he live here, Casey? Yes. Oh. I'm spreading. I'm mis. I'm spreading misinformation <laughs> on, on on my show. On your show. Wow. George Washington lived in Washington State before the Oregon Purchase. I was it? No, it was Louisiana. Wait, because no, the Louisiana or, Purchase was like one half. Of it the was States. Oregon Territory. The Oregon Territory Purchase. You silly goose. Purchase. Um, no one owned it. More inf- misinformation. <laughs> yeah. It belonged to the indigenous peoples. We can't claim it. This show is brought to you by indigenous people colonization. I'm so sorry. I don't think we can make that joke. We can't make that joke. It, please <laughs> don't report me to Henry or Jimmy. We love you guys if you're listening. Okay. We 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 should go. Let's exit the show. Let's um, just leave the studio. Keep the mics on. <laughs> keep the mics on. You guys get to listen to us leave. All right. So... This has been Breakdowns with Sai. You've been with DJ Sai. Up next, we got DJ Sam with y'all for the rest of the night. He'll be laying down some sick beats. We love you. Hell yeah. Listen to DJ Sam. We'll see you guys next Wednesday where we'll be talking about the sexualization of Anne Frank. Have a good night. See y'all next week.